You're listening to The Dale Upright Show. All right, welcome everybody. Thank you for joining us. It is Saturday, November 18th. Our top stories tonight are January 6th footage released, Stacey Abrams' brother-in-law arrested for human trafficking, John Podesta's friend who debunked Pizzagate arrested for child S.A., and Elon Musk in hot water, mainstream media pools ads from Twitter. Joining me as usual tonight are chief executive producer and technician, John316. How are you doing tonight? Doing very well in that interesting turn of events with some of these stories. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, thanks. I'm doing good. It's been a it's been a busy day and a big news day. Yesterday was crazy. There was so much news that was breaking. It's like uh, drinking out of a fire hose. So yeah, you're not wrong there. <laughs> uh, biggest story. Everyone's talking about it. Um, the January sixth footage is finally, after all this time, being released. And uh, I got an uh, article right here from Washington Examiner. Um, this is a uh, this is a big plus for Mike Johnson in my book. Um, I know uh, ever since he um, won the speakership, people have kind of been debating, and we've even been talking about whether he's going to be a net positive and net negative. But this is this is obviously a win for conservatives. Um, there were a lot of people who were um, unjustly thrown in jail um, for just being there and being let in by uh, by uh, Capitol Police. And on that note, I've got a real quick uh, video here. It's only 10 seconds long. This is from Tim Pool, Timcast on uh, on Twitter, and he writes: The police facilitated January 6th. This is why they withheld the tapes. The J the J6 committee should be censored and expelled for lying to the public. So this uh, video doesn't have any audio. I'm going to play it for you, but you can see um, how nonviolent this is. And you can see the Capitol Police just basically escorting people through the Capitol building here. See this guy, he's patting, pat he's, on the shoulder. Yeah, he's patting him on the back. Handshake there. Yeah. Smiles. Just, yeah. Certainly doesn't look like an insurrection to me, so. Yeah, no, and there was only, what, the one, inside of the building, there was only that one person who lost their lives. Uh, yeah, are you talking about Ashley Babbitt? Ashley Babbitt? Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, and so, and I don't even think that she was, um, I don't think that Ashley Babbitt was being violent. Um, no. and I And I think that somebody had broken a window um, if I remember the case correctly, I think somebody broke a window and she was trying to enter through the window, which, you know, I probably wouldn't have done that, but certainly she had no weapons on her, right? Um, she, she wasn't attacking anybody. She was trying to get through a broken window from, if I, if I remember correctly. And, uh, the, uh, and I don't even think it was Capitol police that shot her. I think it was somebody's secret service detail, I know Bird, uh, Michael Bird, I believe, is the name of the, the person that shot her. But uh, that's an interesting case in and of itself. But, um, yeah, I mean, like we were talking about last episode, we've got all these people who were thrown in jail. We've got Owen Troyer in jail right now. Uh, Mike uh, Michael Biggs. Um, is that his name? Mike Biggs? Joe Biggs. Joe, Joe Biggs. Biggs. Yeah. Yeah. Joe Biggs. Joe Biggs um, in jail. Um, and so... Uh, and now they finally released this footage. Now, this is like, how long was Kevin McCarthy sitting on 
this footage and not releasing it to the public. So I 100% agree with Tim Pool on this one. Um, everybody in the J6 committee, they basically were covering for what was happening and uh, they were throwing people in jail and they didn't want the evidence to get out. So that's that's ridiculous. I mean, granted, all the videos aren't out yet, but from what I've what I've seen so far, this is this is not looking like anything that they're trying to say it was. So this should be interesting. A lot of this should help some of the court cases. So this is all great to hear. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, to play devil's advocate, there were def there is definitely some footage out there of people being rowdy, people attacking um, police officers. And I, I believe that anybody who was violent um, should be justly charged, right? I think it should be, um, you know, the same as when the Hamas uh, Palestine protesters go in and um, have their protests in the Capitol building. That's how these people on January 6th should be charged, right? They should be charged. If you were violent, you should be charged, but you shouldn't be thrown in jail for three years without having your day in court. Uh, this, no, is but, this is but you know they're never going to charge it the same way just oh, like no. uh, you saw that mother today got charged for doing the same thing hunter did on his application she used marijuana and you know and but lied about it on her gun permit and they just gave her like two two year or 13 months prison time yeah and yep. he got off scot-free so it's just like there's obviously two different sides to this and one side gets prosecuted more than the other Right. This is a good example of the two-tiered justice system. So for our next story here, we've got Stacey Abrams' brother-in-law arrested for attacking 16-year-old human trafficking in Tampa, officials say. So, um, yeah, for those who don't know, Stacey Abrams was a, a candidate for governor in uh, the state of Georgia. Uh, I believe she lost to, uh, what was the guy's name? Um started with a K. Yeah. Anyway, she lost to the Republican who was running in Georgia Kemp? and yeah, Kemp. Yeah. Governor Kemp. But, uh, this, uh, to me, this, uh, kind of, um, is in line with, uh, the whole Epstein, this kind of transitions into our next story, but I really want for people to not forget and to keep on bringing up the, um, subject of human trafficking that's happening not only in this country it's it's very bad in this country but all over the world and it's something that everybody turns a blind eye to and high profile people the elites are the ones that are pulling the strings in this and you know you have to be careful when it comes to accusing people we're only covering we're covering the news this is coming out of Fox News um, so this is Stacey Abrams brother-in-law um, his name is Jimmy Gardner. He attacked a 16-year-old girl, um, and he's he's being he was arrested um, yesterday morning, I believe, on charges of uh, multiple charges. One of them being human trafficking. Um, so, it's uh, it's it's heartbreaking to cover stories like this. I mean, the victims, um, they don't ever because because the perpetrators are always these elite people the victims hardly ever get their their day to um kind of their 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 justification you know their day in court they never get vindicated you know um you know all of bill clinton's uh, accusers can anyone name a single one of them 
you know it's like people just kind of it might be covered in the news for a day and then it's brushed to the side and we act like it never happened it's not a problem if you bring up human trafficking you're a conspiracy theorist so um this is evidence that that's not the case at all it seems to be very prevalent in certain circles yeah certain circles exactly and for our next story here we uh have a similar um a similar topic john podesta's friend who quote-unquote debunked Pizzagate, arrested for child S.A. So uh, for those who are not aware of what Pizzagate is, John, would you want to do a rundown kind of of the whole uh, kind of general plot of what Pizzagate was, what the mainstream media was saying? You know, I know they they kind of they interviewed Trump on it, so do you want to kind of give a rundown on that? Yeah, I think it all started with the... I'm not mistaken, it was the WikiLeaks document dumps, and it was uh, littered throughout a lot of the emails uh, were this coded language um, using uh, food items to describe certain things, and the one email that brought up a lot of flags was an email from Podesta talking about uh, Obama flying in $65,000 worth of hot dogs. (laughs) And so this... This brought out Pizzagate because they were also using the word pizza in a lot of these emails, and people were thinking it was coded language. Yeah. Um, and then the mainstream news started trying to debunk it about how it was this, you know, right-wing conspiracy theory. And then uh, some events went down where someone went and violently attacked uh, one of the pizza shops that was supposedly involved in this. And then that kind of just shut the story down right there because of the violent attack yeah yeah if i'm not mistaken back when the mainstream media was trying to to debunk the story they were trying to make it about this one specific pizza place right like uh, i think it was comet ping pong yeah Yeah. and so they everybody was saying um you know that it was about like everything was happening in this but that's not necessarily the argument that uh many of us were talking about like i'd never really even heard that much about comic ping pong what we were talking about was the human human trafficking that's happening and yes these elites they have to use coded language they can't just ask for these things for obvious reasons they have to use coded language and who buys who buys sixty five thousand dollars worth of hot dogs okay that's explain that to me and what kind of rich people do you know are eating hot dogs right yeah he doesn't even eat hot dogs that's ridiculous <laughs> and out of everything in the world that the president's gonna fly in for you know whatever reason for food for a whole bunch of rich people you know they're gonna it's gonna be hot dogs and not like you know steak or some lobster or some right, you caviar know, some fire yeah stuff. some some it's gonna be some you know ballpark franks <laughs> yeah i find that very hard to believe definitely uh for anyone interested in this um check out the the WikiLeaks um email dumps <clears throat> they uh they released a bunch of very suspicious emails from, uh, like John was saying, uh, John Podesta back and forth with Barack Obama, um, a lot of different people. Um, and yeah, there's, uh, there's, uh, definitely something to this story. And I think, you know, I think regardless, this is one of those things that, um, people should be able to unite on whether you're right or left. And I'll say it, if there's any uh conservative politicians if there's any republicans out there that are involved in this stuff they need to be charged and brought to justice i don't i have no sympathy you know whatsoever for people involved in this and uh so 
That was uh, John Podesta's friend. His name is Slade Schomer, or Somer, I believe, editor-in-chief of The Recount. Um, and he was... And this is not... Uh, just to touch base on this, this is not first time one of the journalists who tried to debunk Pizzagate has been arrested for this same thing. Right, yeah, that's what the uh, the uh, Twitter account, what was it, Liz? Croken. Uh, Croken, yeah, Liz Croken has been kind of calling this stuff out, and she even said, she um, said back in July, I think it was, that you were going to see more more of these journalists yeah. who were supposedly debunking Pizzagate getting arrested for, um, you know, heinous reason pizzagate started right this is you know you are the the pizzagate story and you're trying to debunk it so it was never it was never about like one specific um pizzeria or something like that um you know sometimes people get like caught up in the details when the overarching you know uh, 30,000 foot view is that uh, yeah, it's more a lot of weird coincidences involving that once shop. Right. So. Right. And that's not to say that there isn't anything to that and that there, you know, I think that there, uh, that there were, there was like a basement in uh comment ping pong that people were talking about. Um, yeah, and they were having really weird pictures of, of children and the guy's name meant some weird stuff in French. And yeah, there was just like, there was a lot of compounding evidence that was just like, oh, that's like totally out of the ordinary. It was like the, I don't know if you remember this, but the Elsa videos that were showing up on YouTube there for a little bit. Uh, don't, I don't remember the videos. Bro, they were wild. Like they, Elsa they from were Frozen? children and just like totally not appropriate for children. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. But um, <clears throat> anytime I hear about somebody going and committing violence, um, you know, when it comes to people are finding or exposing things like this, and then all of a sudden you see, oh, this this uh, person went. I kind of wonder if it's like the Manchurian Candidate or a patsy that they set shut up. Yeah, shut it down. They don't want people finding out about this. They have to send in some MK Ultra DARPA um, research project to go in and shut the su- shut the conversation down. Yeah, and thanks to Seth Rich for getting those. Su- Allegedly, it looks like Seth Rich was the one who got those documents out and allowed all this to start in the first place. Yeah, right before the election. So rest in peace, Seth Rich. And that's another that's another rabbit hole that uh, we'll have to do a deep dive in. But uh, definitely check out um, what happened to Seth Rich um, and why he uh, unfortunately passed away. So and then for our last story tonight, we got Elon Musk. Uh, is in hot water right now for a tweet that he posted um, Friday, I believe it was yesterday. And uh, right now, basically, all of Hollywood are pulling ads from Twitter. So this post right here is from Jonathan Greenblatt, who is, um, I think he's the head of the uh, ADL CEO. <laughs> he's got in parentheses proud in his bio. I never he's noticed got that. It in three parentheses. He's got it oh, in the man. three parentheses. Yeah, that's that's some next you level trolling. Yeah, he's been he's been he's been watching people. I'll just say that he's got the proud in parentheses. So and and, uh, people through the PS5. And uh, so this Twitter account, and I can't see the username here, but Elon Musk uh, responded to it. 
the uh, tweet said, okay, Jewish communities have been pushing the exact kind of dialectic hatred against whites that they claim to want people to stop using against them. I'm deeply disinterested in giving the tiniest crap now about Western Jewish populations coming to the disturbing and then I can't see the rest. And then he's, uh, Elon Musk responded and said, you have said the actual truth. And I believe Elon Musk um, exp expounded upon that later on. And he said, you know, when you're making generalized statements, it's uh, obviously there are exceptions. And he wasn't trying to um, say every Jewish community or every Jewish organization like the ADL. And uh, I mean, there have been plenty of... Um, people of Jewish faith and people of Jewish ethnicity that have come out against the ADL and their far left agenda. Um, I think even Ben Shapiro, okay, has come out against the ADL and has um, talked some crap on them. So, but um, I wanted to give a list here of all the companies that are pulling their sponsors or their ads from uh, Twitter this uh, tweet is from Unusual Whales on Twitter. It says, in the last 24 hours, these groups have stopped advertising on Twitter per New York Times. Apple, Disney, Paramount, Lionsgate, IBM, Comcast, NBC Universal, and the European Commission. So that's an interesting list. I wonder if, uh, I wonder if any of those companies have anything in common. Just leave it at that. But uh, that's all we got for you guys tonight. John, was there anything you wanted to add on top of that? Yeah, I think that uh, Elon coming to the defense of the race is kind of an important issue that might touch a little bit closer to home with him because of what's currently going on in South Africa um, and the white genocide that's currently taking place over there. Um, so he might be seeing some of the warning signs happening here, and I think it's very important that he's standing up and saying, hey, this side needs to knock it off because you guys are, you know, pushing a lot of this narrative right now. Yeah, I don't think that Elon Musk is trying to um, denigrate any ethnicity. Um, I think he's defending uh, uh, white people who have it's been open season on white people for the longest time, especially straight white men. Right. We are at the bottom of the totem pole when it comes to. You know, anything that you say having any kind of value in the mainstream media, well, it doesn't matter what you say because you're white, and on top of that, you're straight and you're a male. So what you say has no pool, has no um, backing behind it. And so, and that reminds me, actually, there was this uh, tweet from Eva, how do you say her, how do you, Vlardingerbrook? Vlardingerbrook on, uh, on Twitter. It's just Eva Vlar on Twitter. But she said, and Elon Musk responded to this tweet as well. She said, everyone is allowed to be proud of their race, except for white people, because we've been brainwashed into believing that our history was somehow worse than that of other races. That false narrative needs to die. And if we really want to do the comparing, the comparing game, white people have also done a lot of good in the world. So, and Elon Musk responded and said, yeah, this is super messed up. Time for this nonsense to end and shame anyone who perpetuates these lies. And uh, on what you had said, John, yeah, in South Africa, um, there are these videos going around, the Kill the Boer um, videos that are trending on TikTok. And basically, these South African uh, white farmers are being genocided. 
um, simply because they are white. And for the crime of being white, um, they are being murdered. And uh, that's, uh, I think that's probably, you, you made a good point, that's probably why Elon Musk is getting involved in this conversation, even though it's not um, fiscally beneficial for him. I mean, there's no, there's, there's not really any uh, selfish reason why Elon Musk would be talking about these things. Um, yeah, it just leads down a very, very dangerous path that you can see in South Africa right now. So he's probably trying to stop it before we even start anywhere further down. Yeah, and luckily in America, it hasn't gotten, well, I mean, I shouldn't even say that because it has it has gotten to the point of murder in the United States, but not on a genocidal level like it, like it has been in uh, South Africa. Yeah. In America, it's more or less a, a you know, a, a news blip that nobody covers, um, and, it, and it, uh, it does happen a lot, but um, it's something that, uh, you know, we talk about, uh, anytime you talk about uh, racial um, topics, it's something that it's a hard conversation to have because people get very sensitive about it. Um, and I, I, I appreciate it when people can make jokes. Okay. About it. We used to joke about stuff in America. We used to have comedy. Um, that's why I love, uh, shows like louder with Crowder where they will, you know, they'll, they'll make jokes and it's not meant to, uh, it's not meant to, um, denigrate any ethnicity out there. It's, it's meant to, bring the topic to conversation with people and to make people uh, feel like they can talk about these things, because if we don't talk about them, that's how things end up getting worse. So make sure you guys uh, like and share the video uh, and subscribe to the channel. And we will see you guys on Tuesday.